again, homies. It's Sarah. And I'm Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. We're doing this one back to back to the bizarre news, so even though it's another week for you guys, we don't have anything to update because we just did it. Okay, so this case was brought to my attention by my brother um, because it happened in Minnesota. Older one? Yeah. On the evening of October 22nd, 1989 in St. Joseph, Minnesota, Jacob Wetterling was just 11 years old. When his younger sibling, Trevor, and his best friend, Aaron Larson. This Aaron is, or Aaron? A-Aaron. A-Aaron, okay. <clears throat> okay, so his best friend, Aaron Larson. No relation? So his best friend, Aaron Larson, left to ride their bikes to a convenience store to rent a video while his parents were at a dinner party. Before they left the, for the store, Jacob did call his mom at 9 p.m. to ask if they could go. But since it was already dark and they would have to leave their little sister alone, she said no. And they fucking went anyway. No, what do you do when one parent says no? Oh, you ask your other one. Yep, so they called back <laughs> and asked their dad. They assured him they would wear reflective vests and use flashlights, and, the, and they would have their neighbor watch their little sister. So dad said yes. The store was only a mile from the house. They get there. The boys found the movie Naked Gun on VHS to rent. Nice. And before long, we're on their way back home. R.I.P. Leslie Nielsen. Who? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. Who's that? Ah, for fuck's sake. Leslie Jordan? No. I mean that too, but... Well, well, well. Wee, Leslie Nielsen. I thought I smelled gin and regret. This guy. Who's in Naked Gun. Oh. Oh, silly. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So before long, they were on their way back home. But while they rode their bikes down a dark stretch of road, a man with a handgun wearing a mask jumped out in front of them. So a little bit about Jacob. Jacob was born February 17th, 1978 Mm -hmm. in Long Prairie, Minnesota, to the parents of Patty and Jerry Wetterling. Jacob was described as having twinkling eyes, a genuine smile, and he was nice to everyone at school. He loved the Minnesota Vikings. Boo. Going fishing and playing hockey. Okay. Like most kids of this generation, Jacob and his younger brother had free reign to roam the great outdoors and ride their bikes. Great outdoors. It's good. You know, as long as you came home by dinner, when the lights came on, you were fine. Yep. Jacob was also learning to water ski the summer before the night he took his last bike ride. So this man, wearing the mask with the gun, told the boys to get off their bikes and lie face down on the road. He then asked how old they were. He told Trevor to run into the woods and warned him not to look back or he would shoot him. He then told Jacob and his friend Aaron to turn around so he could see their faces and then told Aaron to run into the woods and he threatened to shoot him if he looked back. The man then grabbed Jacob's arm and drug him away. Trevor and Aaron ran back to the Wetterling's house and the neighbor that was watching the sister called Patty and Jerry immediately as well as the police. Mm -hmm. It only took six minutes for police to get to the spot where Jacob was taken. The boys were unable to give a description of the man. A search began immediately with officers on foot and helicopter. The only evidence found from the scene was a faint tire mark that was matched to an unrelated vehicle. What the police thought 
that he would be found and everything would be taken care of within a few hours. But he wasn't. There was no sign of Jacob. The FBI and National Guard joined in on the search. Still nothing. The people of St. Joseph formed the Friends of Jacob Wetterling Center and donated money for a reward fund. When they asked for volunteers to mail out flyers, more than 1,000 people showed up. St. Joseph only had a population of 4,000. Damn. So a lot of people showed up. Yeah, no shit. But there was no social media or anything like that. That's true. What did you say, 89? 89. After thousands of tips coming in, none of them led to find Jacob. A current affair broadcast a national report on the abduction, generating even more tips from around the country. Some Minneapolis and St. Paul business leaders offered $100,000 for Jacob's safe return. A foundation began a nationwide mailing campaign to notify hospitals, truck stops, social agencies, and others. They ended up sending out one million flyers. Wow. And there was no Amber Alert back then. Right. So nine years have passed after Jacob has been abducted. His mom, Patty, spoke to the New York Times. She said she would still sit on the living room couch in the middle of the night, looking out the window, waiting for Jacob. She said, quote, I still, deep in my heart, believe it is possible that he's alive. Sometimes I look out the window and expect to see him come running up the driveway. A little digging from an online blogger, so this is years later, it was found that nine months before Jacob was abducted, another boy named Jared had been abducted in the town of Cold Spring, Minnesota, which is about 10 miles from St. Joseph. Hmm. Jared was 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. A man asked him for directions and then pulled him into his vehicle before driving him to a remote spot where he, trigger warning, sexually assaulted him. The man let the boy go, but told him if he looked back, he would shoot him. The perp was later identified as Danny Henrich. Between the summer of 1986 and the spring of 1987, five teenage boys were attacked, but no one was arrested. Police at the time didn't think the cases were linked. So Danny Henrich was a resident of Painesville. So that's about 30 minutes from St. Joseph. He was interviewed by the FBI December 16th, 1989. He denied any knowledge about the abduction of Jacob or Jared. Danny was interviewed again in January 1990, where he provided them with the tennis shoes, excuse me, provided them with his tennis shoes and samples of body hair. He later appeared in a police lineup with five other white males, but Jared was unable to identify any as a person who assaulted him. The FBI analyzed the tires on Danny's Ford, and they were consistent with, but not an exact match of the tire tracks left at the scene. Danny was ruled out. Danny was ruled out as a likely suspect. So now skip to 2015. DNA that was collected from Jared's attack was retested, mm-hmm. and a match was found. Mm. That of a Mr. Danny Henrich. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Danny couldn't be charged with Jared's assault because of the statute of limitations uh-huh. had expired. But when police searched his house, they found a stash of child pornography. Creep. Enough to send him to jail for a very long time. Yay. Along oh, with okay. bondage devices, books on cannibalism, newspaper that took a turn. Cl- yep. Newspaper clippings about missing children, and most importantly, a laminated poster of Jacob Wetterling. Fucking creeps. 
So they can't charge him with the assault Mm -hmm. of Jared, but they can get him on this. As a part of a plea deal, Danny agreed to plead guilty to one count of the 25 federal child pornography charges brought against him. In addition, also confessed to Jacob's murder and laid police to his remains. Jacob's remains were found on a farm near Painesville in 2016. Danny confessed to police that he abducted and handcuffed Jacob, drove him to a gravel pit, and again, trigger warning, sexually assaulted him. When Jacob asked, what did I do wrong? He shot him and buried his body. That was all. He asked him what he did wrong. He said that he then came back to the site a year later and moved the body after noticing that Jacob's jacket had become exposed. So he must have gone out there and checked on it. Yeah. During the court hearing, Danny also admitted to kidnapping and sexually assaulting Jared earlier that year. In exchange for Danny's plea, the prosecutors agreed not to charge him with Jacob's murder. Hmm. Danny was sentenced to the maximum prison term of 20 years for child pornography charge. Jesus. So that's all he got. He's locked in there for child pornography, Mm -hmm. not for murder. Mm -hmm. In sentencing Danny, the judge said, and I quote, we won't pretend that this crime and sentence is about child pornography. It is also about changing the lives of so many children and parents who prayed for Jacob's return and also feared you coming out of the dark. Every child knows the story of Jacob Wetterling. You stole the innocence of children in small towns in the cities of Minnesota and beyond. Danny was transferred to a federal prison in Massachusetts to serve his 20-year sentence. Jacob's mom, Patty, had to finally accept that her son wouldn't be coming home and apologized to him saying, I want to say to Jacob, I am so sorry. It's incredibly painful to know his last days, his last hours, and his last minutes. We love you, Jacob, and we will continue to fight. Our hearts are hurting. She also said, I want to say one shout out to Jared. Jared had the courage to stand up and say, this happened to me, and there are others, and they found the others. So 27 years after Jacob was abducted, he was finally laid to rest at a memorial service that drew 2,800 people. Oh, man. Jacob's family and friends <laughs> gave me the willies. <laughs> Jacob's family and friends lit 11 candles in honor in his honor representing the 11 years he lived. The Jacob Wetterling Resource Center, which was originally the Jacob Wetterling Foundation, was founded by Jacob's parents in 1990 to educate the public on ways to prevent child abduction and molestation. The Jacob Wetterling Crimes Against Children and Sexually Violent Offender Registration Act was passed in 1994 and was the first to establish mandatory state sex offender registries. Mm. The act paved the way for the more famous Megan's Law in 1996 and Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act in 2006. Mm -hmm. Um, Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton declared October 22nd, 2016, which was the 27-year anniversary of the abduction, to be Jacob Wetterling Day. Hmm. Well, at least they got some answers and some justice. Statute of limitations on things drives me crazy. On things like that. The fact that, that he wasn't even charged for his murder, though, mm-hmm. is just sickening. Because they said, mm-hmm. you know, he will be out in 17 years. Yeah. Which is now, that was 2016. Yeah. 17 that he's probably sentenced. Um, I'm surprised he's still made it this long. I, I didn't check to see how he was doing because I don't give a shit. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, like, if something happened to him in jail, like, he was offed or something. Like, it would be also part of this news. Right. It'd be like... Mm, he met his demise. Mm-hmm. He deserves his comeuppance. We can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Any hootie doody? Thank you, Ashley. That was a definitely a story I had not heard of. And 
you know, I have some names that we should remember. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about it either until my brother brought it up because, you know, he grew up in Minnesota. And thank you to everyone who has listened. A lot of people who listen on Spotify. Spotify. It was fun to see the, the wrapped. Spotify wrapped. And, but yeah, um, that's hmm. all I got. Christmas will be here soon. I've got some shopping done. Not all of it, though. I can't do any shopping. I don't have a job. <laughs> but I mean, I do wear a size large in Starbucks cups. Mm. If anyone wants to think of me this year. That was so selfish. <laughs> I wear size any any number of hours of tattoo by Morgan JC at Neon Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, hope you're all having a, a warm and merry December because this will be what, 5 and 12, 12th when this comes know. out, I think. But yes, remember that we want to tell stories to you and not about you. So stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide. <laughs>